listeners, welcome back to today's episode of The Business of Wellness. Today, I have an incredible guest, an exclusive guest, and I am so excited for you to hear from her and for you to hear this conversation. My guest today is Katya Eckert, and she is the CEO and founder of Adamani. It is a brand new, I mean, just launched in November of 2022. It is a brand new sleepwear line that is meant to optimize your sleep experience by creating a cooling experience while you sleep. The fabric is antimicrobial. It is also uh, heat resistant and it's meant to provide the most temperature regulating experience for your sleep. These PJs, and I've got to say, they work. And I sleep hot, listeners. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie. I am. It is not a cool experience for me to fall asleep at night. I can't recommend these highly enough. This conversation is great. We talk all about what it was like for Katya to make this career change. What inspired the product? What inspired her to really take a risk with starting the sleepwear line? And how she transitioned into an industry about which she really had no experience, knew nothing, and what it's been like what her go-to-market process has been like, what the supply chain is looking like as we get into 2023, and what everything that she's learned along the way. So we really run the gamut on topics, but Katya is a friend. She is wonderful. I think you're going to love her, and you're going to love this interview. As always, if you like what you're listening to, if you like this episode, if you're enjoying it, if you're enjoying the business of wellness, please feel free to go ahead and leave a five-star rating, a review on Apple, on Spotify, on YouTube. Hopefully you're watching this right now on YouTube and enjoying it. So please feel free to leave a rating, a review, a comment if you're on YouTube right now. I would love to hear from you. This podcast only grows with your support. So uh, so I'd love to hear your feedback and I really do welcome it. Although, you know, if you're rating it, rate it five stars. Okay. I mean, be reasonable. All right. Without any more talking or chatter from me, let's get to this fantastic interview with the amazing CEO of Adamani Katya Eckert. Enjoy. Inspiring about this. And let me just fell about you for two seconds and then <laughs> we'll hear all from you. Well, let me fell for, for two seconds. Not so many people have this, this thing. I mean, how many times have you done this? Whoever you are listening right now, me too, which is, oh, I have such a good idea for something, but I'm never going to do it right? Like, like anyone can relate to that, which is like, oh, I really think that should be a thing. Or why can't I find X, Y, Z thing? I just wish I had it. It would make my life so much better. Right. And then you think, oh yeah, but I'm, that must exist. Or, uh, or maybe it doesn't exist, but eh, I'm not going to be the one to do it. No. Katya was like, I need a thing. It doesn't exist. I'm going to make it. <laughs> That's amazing. That is really amazing. Okay. So tell us about how Adamani began, where the idea came from, and how it started. Yes. So um, before I start, just thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's like, this is just so, so this lovely. And so and then I, I just like, it's an excuse to chat. Exactly. Like, and it's such a treat for me. So, I mean, I get to learn I get to learn extra. I get to hear from you. I get to spend time with you. It's phenomenal. I'm so excited. When I had my daughter, Zoe, everybody talks about this, but they talk about it afterwards. This like crazy infant phase of, it's like, it's like literally unfair that they don't give mothers like a week off 
I mean, I know, like I say this in jest, but like you need a week off between pregnancy, labor, and taking care of the baby. It's like, it's like absolutely unfair that you have to take care of it right away. That's such a good point. That's such a good point that no one ever talks about, by the way. That is really, that's such a great point. Like it does feel like you just went through all of this stuff. Like usually you go through a lot of stuff and you might have a boss come in and be like, listen, take the next week off. (laughs) And this is not quite like that. It's like totally unfair. I mean, I like, I understand it's like biologically impossible, but it's like very important. I, um, was just absolutely sweating every single night. I would wake up to nurse this screaming baby and I would wake up between the times that I was waking up to nurse the screaming baby to change my pajamas. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I felt like there was something actually wrong with me because nobody warns you about this like hormonal letdown night sweat thing that goes on, right? Like, I mean, there's so many things that, I feel like whether it's related to just being just being a woman, just generally at any life stage, there's discuss. so many things no one talks about. Why? It's all just like shrouded in secrecy. Right. And then I'd start to talk to my friends, and they'd be like, "Yeah, like this happens. Like I had to sleep on towels, or like nothing worked, and like you're like leaking milk and sweat, and like it's just so uncomfortable, and you just feel like." you feel, you feel a little bit like a cow. Like you feel like human, you're like barely able to like get hot food because you're like nursing this baby all the time. Um, and I would complain to John incessantly. Um, and I would complain to my mom and my mom's like, what do you think menopause is? And I was like, what? And she's like, I was like, I have to do this again. And she's like, yeah, for like 10 years, I, I think it matters. I would never want to be a dude. I love love being a woman. Right. I would be like nursing Zoe and like just Googling and like Amazoning like a fire hose. Like, like it was like as if a fire hose was just like attached to our bank account and like Amazon boxes, which is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Things that I never needed. And I would like Google like pajamas or whatever like I would like literally like all of my research was like in the middle of the night right yes <laughs> that's our best time that's totally. our collective that's our gender's collective best time for researching shit that we can buy online yes 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 Adamani has this whole entire like 11 p.m concept we can talk about that later but oh, uh, yes I can't um, wait to hear about that so like I was and I would like look at pajamas and it would be like you know, like a $30 set of something from like, you know, a big box retailer, or it would be like something that was like hundreds of dollars, but it was like silk. And I'm like, Mm. I want to wear silk while I'm sweating. Like this doesn't feel right. And it's like, I just, I'm just not a silk person, Jackie. Like silk feels like a lot. A did like a more formal kind of like market search of like what existed in the world of sleepwear. It's a crowded industry, but it's like, it, nothing was speaking to me yeah. for what I was experiencing. There mm-hmm. wasn't anything that was like mentioning, calling out, like bringing to light hormones, health, 
these are the things that happen. These are the solutions, not just like, here's a cute little like printed pair of pajamas too cheap. Like you're like, I'm an adult. I've had a career for a long time, but like, I'm not buying myself like Joyce Leslie, like, (laughs) like I want some like good, like longevity and durability and quality to my clothes. Um, and that just didn't feel like just in line. And then, you know, that like, when you do buy something that's like $30, it falls apart within like three seconds, then you have to buy the next $30 thing. Um, and then the other piece was like very high end and like, it was just not relatable for what I was doing. Like I'm, I'm experiencing this like crazy life phase. I continue to experience this crazy life phase because for me personally, my hormones just like never leveled out. It feels like. And you call your mom and she's like, what do you think menopause is? Yeah. And you're like, for yeah. sake, can someone just calm me down? Her mom, yeah. for example, is a breast cancer survivor. And, you know, chemo was just absolute hell for her. And she like couldn't move and like nothing was comfortable and everything was sensitive. And it's like, what was there? Like, you don't even know like what to do for somebody that's like suffering that much, like other than just like bring them a little bit of comfort. You didn't, you didn't see this. This didn't exist for you. And no. you thought, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this. Yes. Let's get into the, the process of that because <laughs> I'm already like the, the parts that I feel are highly relatable on a very personal level are the, oh, I'm down an internet rabbit hole. <laughs> but then Katya took this to the new, the next level, right? Then you really, you went for it. She went there. I, I went there, but it was like a very slow process. I mean, I will say like one of the, like one of the learnings about this whole entire experience is literally everything for anybody that's thinking about starting a business or doing anything, everything. (laughs) And you know, this takes a million times longer than you think it's going to. I mean, it's just like, you need to say that again. I mean, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. You You're like, this is just going to take me 20 minutes. Like, oh, oh no, uh, no. No. <laughs> In my three case, days. Yeah. Yes. Three days, at least six yeah. hours, maybe five months. Like nothing is simple. Nothing. <laughs> like, no. The execution of like doing it is, yeah. it's under severely underappreciated yeah. and severely underappreciated by me to this day. I'm like, this part's going to be simple. No, no. Yes. <laughs> None of it. What, it, what was, give us like one good, give us a good example. <sighs> it can okay. be, it can be a small one or a big one, regardless. I, I, the more, the better. Oh, sure. I have so <laughs> many. I have so many. Um, so like, I'm not a designer. My background is in equity derivative sales. <laughs> this is what makes your story extra amazing. I'm so glad you shared. I I wanted to say that and I, I, maybe I will say that in our little intro, but I love that. I love that part of this story. It's so important because it really, it really is such an inspiration. I just want to tell a little bit more. It really is such an inspiration because it really shows you that, you can, that anyone can do anything. But yes. the, the point, the place where no one says, that maybe you can't do this is if you don't want to stick it out. And that's a want. That's not a can't. It doesn't mean you can't stick it out. But it's true that like when you thought something was going to take 20 minutes and it takes four weeks and you're like, why am I still doing this? <laughs> there is like, there there might be a little voice in there that's like, I'd really like to quit. 
<laughs> you know, I will say I have not had that voice with this journey. That's the best thing. Well, that's, that's exactly the point. It's that's how you know. Cause I'm right. like, you know, I start to think about like through, like, I, it's just so funny. Cause like being here, I'm like, oh my God, I literally had no idea what I was doing when I first started. And you know, in two years, I'm going to be like, I literally had no idea what I was doing when we right. launched. Right. And we only launched like two weeks ago, November 1st. Um, so like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I was like, oh wait, like I know no designers. I don't know how to design anything. I don't know the first thing about making a pattern. I don't know the difference between a knit and a woven. <laughs> Do you know the difference between I a knit? No idea. Tell us. What is it? Okay. What's the difference? A woven is like a men's button up. It's like yeah. still cotton, but it doesn't have a stretch. Yeah. And the knit is your favorite white t-shirt. Oh, that makes total sense because they're, they could be made out of the same. They're both made out of cotton. Yes. How crazy is that? I'd never <laughs> think about that. Oh. Wow, there's a lot to learn. Like, I'm like, I'm going to be in the garment business. And I'm like, right. I remember talking to my designer and she's like, well, so do you want these to be knit or woven? And I was like, so can you please like, can you please explain that to me? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> no. And she was like, uh, get no, it. she's no, amazing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm she kidding. never, ever, ever, ever. Like, I will say like the one thing about this, like, because everything is new is I just have to ask every single question. Like, and I cannot for a moment feign expertise on anything because I literally don't know. I'm like, I'm doing this for the first time. Please talk to me like I'm three and explain it to me because I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Wait, I I feel like we have to stop on that for a second because that is amazing. That's an amazing thing. I, I, it actually is such a, it actually is such a good learning moment for me at least, which is that (laughs) I think sometimes like, um, I think sometimes having too much knowledge or, or some knowledge about anything is sometimes like a detriment. Like it's sometimes a handicap, right? Like if I'm like, I know a little bit about, I don't know. I, let me let me think about something. I, I'm not even going to get into this now. I'm not going to waste our time by thinking of a good example, but I, I'll say like, it's something in nutrition, something nutrition related. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know about this. And then I realize I actually have this experience a lot, which is that like, if I'm talking about something that I haven't been that deep in the research on or focused on in since my like dietetic internship or mm-hmm. like, since I was right, because I, or perfect example is like pediatric nutrition. Like I haven't been in the weeds in that since I was an intern. And when you're an intern, you really only have have two weeks of clinical practice. So right. I really don't know anything, even though I did technically learn it. Right. Right. But you, if you know, like a, enough, like it puts you in a position of being like, yeah, no, I know that one, but, but maybe, maybe you would be much better served by asking literally every question. And I want to, I want to know what types of questions you found yourself <laughs> asking. Like I, like beyond that, because that's a great, no, but I think, I think anyone who's listening right now might not necessarily have we all know that they feel different but we don't necessarily know that it's because of I mean it makes total sense but it's one of those common sense things that we that because it's not it's never answered for us in exactly the way that you just explained it like it's it's always seems like something sort of elusive and you're like "Eh, I'll just put this on and go about my day right right and then also like 
you know, as a consumer, like without any like expertise in the garment industry, which no one has, unless you're in the garment industry. And why, why would you, right. right? Like you don't know, like the technology behind so many of these different fibers and how they're made. And then you get into the weeds of the environmental impacts, et cetera. So like I started, I'm like, okay, well now I'm going to Google, like what fi- Google rabbit hole, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> let's learn about fibers. Like what is this stuff made out of? And I just started talking to everybody I could possibly get my hands on. Like my dad worked for Adidas for a long time. And he introduced me to like a former colleague that was like an innovator there and a DuPont and like innovated like Lycra and nylon and things like that. Um, And so I spoke to her and she educated me a lot. And then um, I started using this site called Upwork for like freelancers, um, which is just like an amazing place. There's a bunch of them now. I think there's like Fiverr, but if you're, if you're like starting a business or you're like literally doing anything and you want some like quick consulting, um, it's such an amazing marketplace for all types of freelancers. Um, and I met this woman who actually was the head of design for Spanx for 10 years. And then she worked at like the MIT, um, like defense garment lab. And so she was like amazing and just teaching me about all of these different types of fibers and how they work and like what we might want to look for, et cetera. And so like, I worked with her on like, just getting like really good knowledge about all of that. Um, and then I wound up like, I just wasn't finding what I wanted. Um, and there was some hiccups too. Like I was, um, like looking into working with a factory in Taiwan, they were going to help, like help me with the fabric sourcing and that didn't work out like mm. because of COVID and right. COVID just like, I was doing this in the middle of During COVID. the pandemic. Right. Literally. Right. Um, but one of the blessings of COVID was all of these fabric fairs. So there's fabric trade shows. Um, just like any industry has their trade show, the garment industry has fabric trade shows. And I signed up for all of these fabric trade shows online. And I was able to reach out to mills. So there's a whole bunch of vocabulary, vocabulary I'm throwing out a little bit. Mills are the entities that make the fabric. First, you have to get the fabric. Then there are the factories that make the garment. So um, many third parties. <laughs> so many, so many, and I, like that's a great thing. I just did, I had no idea what factory versus mill was. Like right. that was just a totally new, like even just like learning. And so I got in touch with these mills, the fabric manufacturers, and I had them start to send me samples of their fabrics that I would pick out. I would like, you know, um, I learned about like the weights of the fibers, the types of the fibers, the constructions of the fibers. And um, I would request certain parameters and then they would mail me, I mean, like the thousands of dollars of FedEx bills, Jackie, yes. like just of receiving <laughs> samples. Like I wish I actually brought up the bin, but I have a bin of over 600 different types of materials that I sourced over the course of two years. Like it was really like a, just a lengthy process. Um, and in this, like, 
searching, sourcing. I, um, one of the fabric shows that I signed up for was Premier Vision, which is like this French Parisian, like fabric show. That's like the most well-known. And, um, I sourced, um, some fabrics from this textile engineer, um, called Pyrotex. And they have like the coolest story ever. So they, um, the founder there was, um, really wanting like workout clothes that weren't, um, polyester, like she wanted natural fibers and it didn't exist in legal background, but she was like, I'm going to go make fabric. That's natural fibers <laughs> and they do some like amazing fabrics and like I'm really excited to like kind of expand our product line with a lot of their materials wow. um but it was just like such an amazing partner so um they um sent me like a, be- a collection of beautiful samples but um one of the samples was what we wound up using in our collection the Adamani from your collection wow. which is Pyrotex Power One and it is um, a lyocell fiber, which is a fiber that's made from plants. Um, and in this, so like bamboo is a lyocell fiber, mm-hmm. um, modals are a lyocell fiber. We use, um, micro So it was like bamboo, then it was modal, then micro modal, which is like that, like really soft. And then tensile, which is the next generation and micro which wow. is the latest generation. And ours is knit in a proprietary double knit construction by Pyrotex that is knit in a way, Jackie, this is going to blow your mind when you feel the pajamas, but it's knit in a way that it's compatible with your skin cells on a molecular level. Wow. So So we don't even know we can't, it's like hard to even, I mean, I can imagine what that feels like, but it sounds like literally the most comfortable possible thing and it's like heavy and then you put it on and you'll be like oh my god I feel like I'm naked wow it's the most wild sensation and um like you know like when you have like say you have like a fever and you have like a cotton t-shirt on and like your skin feels like it's crawling yes the fabric will move with your skin (laughs) whoa do you remember, I just had this flash to, um, I think it was like Charlize Theron did like a Halloween costume one year where she was wearing just body paint or, or it was for a costume. It wasn't a Halloween costume. It was like for a movie set. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about? That's what I just, that's what I just pictured yeah, in the yeah, yeah. possible way. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. that's like, that's, that part is like only like the icing on the cake. The thing that like is so cool about it is that it actually does the things that I was wanting it to do. Right. And like, right before we started the recording, when I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this podcast. Yes, of course. I would like literally wake up next to my husband and I'd be like, where the fuck are my pajamas? Yes. And then I wore the samples and I woke up. I literally had like tears of joy. Yeah. I'm like, I did it. I, I, I did it. It actually works. Yeah. It's like, it was just, it was just unbelievable. Like, I was like, I want every woman to experience this. Like, this is like, it's actually life-changing. And I'm not saying it to be like effusive and talk my own book. Like, it's so different. It's wild. Wild. No, I, I mean, I think that's, that's the whole, 
that's the whole point, right? Like, is that you did all of this work. You spent so much time researching this. You went to all of these virtual trade shows and in-person trade shows eventually, and finally found the exact thing that you were looking for. And then oh. it took generations within that supplier to get to the actual material that's in the product yes. now, yeah. which is, which just shows like, you're so right that nothing, nothing is easy and nothing happens overnight. <laughs> and also that it's so amazing to think like, like, that you had the, that you got to have that experience. I feel like that, and that you were the first person to have that experience, right? Like rather than having this go directly to a couple of other people that you tried it first and you were like, oh my God, this fucking works. This is amazing. Uh, yeah. So cool. And we're starting to get like feedback now from customers like that have gotten their packages and like the feedback is just like insane. Like the sweatiest sleepers are being like this, like I woke up happier today or like I've always slept naked, but I slept in these pajamas and I kind of wish like I had the pajamas all over my skin because they kept me cooler than sleeping naked. Yeah. Or, I, I mean, it's crazy, right? It's so true. Right. It's just like, that's such, that's such invaluable feedback that you can't make up and that people can't make up. Right. So in other words, like that's the, kind of experience that you want everyone to be able to put into their own words and share with you because from, from also from a marketing standpoint, like that's just, that's so powerful. I mean, I'm like, I'm like still like, you know, like I'm still trying to like, how do we get the word out there? But I'm like, everybody needs like, literally you have to feel this for yourself. Like it is quite literally cool. That's such a good line. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna have to use that. Is that a dad joke? Or did I just steal my husband's joke? Is that a dad joke? That's a great line. That's a great line. I'm gonna maybe. Um, go back yeah. on that line. I like it. The milk process, Jackie. Like, there's so much more behind. Yeah. There's the factory processes. I went through like four different factories. I'm. As you, as you know, I'm Russian. So like we, I had, I got introduced to, well, not introduced, reintroduced to friends of our family that were like in the garment district and they were helping. And then the, the like, there was a point where I was going to make my garments in Russia. And then, you know, then they yeah, had to, and then, then they had to go to war. <laughs> such a bummer. <laughs> to get a new manufacturer. To go on going to war, and it just was like Ugh. this is really going to interrupt my product manufacturing cycle. I, I mean, this really uh, disrupts my go-to-market strategy. No, no, no. I don't <laughs> want to get in my. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's me saying it, not you. That was, that was me, and I'm not minimizing it at all. But I, I just think it's like just a, such a funny thought about how we we hear so much news about this from both a an economic standpoint, a political standpoint, but we also like the in the very small realities of life how much we can be affected by something in today's world from around the world yes. is is powerful, right? Because it literally it impacts everything and it impl- impacts every part of the supply chain. So anyway. I mean, I will say one of the, like my favorite things about this industry is that like it is so global because everything is from everywhere, you know, and the people in this industry are team players. Mm-hmm. 
big time team players because you're literally like having to ship things from all over the world and like there's so much trust yeah you know and um like it's it's really cool like there's like a big like step in that you make with like full faith um that people are going to do right by you yeah it's cool yeah that's really interesting and really and also really uplifting I think because I feel like there's just things are really hard and things are extra hard when you are reliant on global shipping and global processes. And sometimes when you find yourself in a situation where you don't speak the same language as someone that you need to ask questions. My factory is in Mexico and I don't right. speak like a Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Right. Okay. I want to talk about the Mexico trip, but I want to ask you something else because I never forgot you saying this and it was such a self-aware thing for you to say. And I, and what's weird about it is that it was literally this time last year, I, as I'm thinking about it, it, okay. it, it's a fascinating point that I think so many of us can relate to. And so many people listening could probably relate to too. Right. Which is that you said to me, um, I am a product person. Yeah. I'm the product person. I'm not, I don't know the first thing about being a brand person. And <laughs> I just think that like that description right there first of all I mean first of all how I feel like if I were to say right now how many people does anyone else feel that way or feel the the polar opposite of that everyone might be sitting there listening to this in their cars with their hands raised right like raise your hand if you can relate to that feeling right like anyone can you either definitely feel and I don't know where you even came up with this genius statement but or where any of us even internalized something like that right where no one has said it out loud to me in such a way as as Katya did when you said this to me last year which is like it's really true like we really feel that way right like that is like you are either the person that's there to like make the product and or you're the person that's there to to bring that product to market and there's just sort of like no in between and I think the world that we currently live in and certainly the the wellness business world definitely wants you to feel that way and I actually think we have it all wrong. I think if you're a product person, you're a brand person. You have to I be. just, you have to be. But I think, I think we just have, we have mixed that up. Anyway, I want you to explain that and talk more about it in it right now for us so that you can share a little bit of, of that wisdom. But I'll tell you more about exactly why I feel like that. That, that those things that that you're difference doesn't exist. You're a brand person, Jackie. You're both. I'm, but well, I'm a. I have. I've come to the hard, the painfully difficult realization that because I'm a product person, I'm a brand person. Yeah. Which is actually, which is just, it's just so not the way that we're taught to think, right? You're but because I'm a brand person. Thank you. First of all, thank you for saying that because that is a high compliment to somebody who internally feels like a product person, right? <laughs> it's a high compliment, but it it is such a painful challenge for me to put on my brand hat. But at the same time, I have come to realize that if you can speak clearly or you can in any way, it doesn't even have to be speaking. If you can articulate in a way how you want people to feel, how you want them to think, what you want them to know, what's most important in any way, then the rules kind of don't matter anymore of like what that used to mean or like what that used to need to look like. Those rules have to go away and yeah. they actually do more harm than good. Like, because having seen this internally at a very large corporation, like it, it actually, a lot of the message gets lost when it goes from hand to hand to hand so that yeah. it can get to the brand people 
it never works the way you want it to work. Then, it, then the right message is never out there and it's not right. hitting people the way it's supposed to. Right. Well, how do you, how, I mean, that's like a conversation for another podcast of like, how do you get all of those people in line? Cause you can't, you can't, because that's the truth. Like you, you maybe can eventually, but it really starts with you. Like it really starts with the fact that you are the product person and right. therefore you for now as a tiny, tiny team, <laughs> right? Like for now, it being as small as you are is the advantage. And it's really like what we always find when you look back on, on a whole bunch of historical sort of moments for businesses, for individuals, right? And you yeah. think it worked because you were scrappy. Yeah. It totally. just did, right? Totally. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. I want to hear 100%. more from you. I mean, like, it's never going to be, it's never going to be somebody else's vision, right? Like, it's mine. So, but I will say, like, in the, all of the hiring that I've done in, I don't have any full-time employees, just me. <laughs> um, and a really handsome staff boy, my husband, <laughs> and a very unqualified oh. intern, my three-year-old. <laughs> oh, she's very qualified. Oh. I disagree. She's, she's coding. I mean, I don't know what she's coded, but she's coding it. She really likes all of the jamas downstairs. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> They're very cute. Anyway, what was I saying? Um, the, uh, it, it's just like the people that you work with matter so much. Yeah. And the most important learning for me is, you know, like Jackie, I feel like you and I are very like similar in that, like you're just very resourceful, right? Like, yeah, yes, I, yes, yes, yes. And just and figure it out, like call the right person, whatever. Like I started my career in hospitality, right? Like, yeah. and I would have these, like, um, I worked for this like concierge service that um, competed with American Express Centurion card. Mm -hmm. And I would have these like very, very wealthy clients and they would call me and like about whatever their trip to Mauritius or whatever. And never been to Mauritius. Right. I'm like a, I'm like a, you know, a girl from a Russian immigrant family that went to Rutgers. Like wh what business did I have in booking private planes? <laughs> Wait, wait, just a sidebar. Is Mauritius in the Indian Ocean? Where I just made that up. Is it? Who knows? Mauritius. We can Google this, but I don't want to take us off track. I'll Google. You keep talking. <laughs> anyway, oh to that to that point, neither of us really know where the fuck Mauritius is. And you want to know what? It sounds warm. It sounds like there are palm trees. And it sounds like somewhere we'd like to go, but we got some shit to do first. <laughs> but like, literally, I was like, what business did I have here? I don't know what a private plane or a right. private jet or a private yacht is or whatever. I have some hilarious stories to share on that, that front. But um, I would be like calling hotels in Mauritius. Yeah. I would just call the concierge and I'd be like, please tell me about your property or tell me about what we do here or... Right. Like, I'm going to pretend to be some, like, wealthy traveler and, like, teach right. me. And, like, literally, like, it's just, like, the creativity and the resourcefulness. And, like, yeah. to this day, I mean, like, that is a skill, like, I use all day long. And it's the number one thing that I value in anybody I work with. Yes. Just that ability to, like, 
figure it out. Yes. How many times do you get a text message where you're like that? You could have Googled that. Like you literally could have Googled that. How many times? How many times a day? <laughs> I love you, mom. But I mean, <laughs> you could have Googled that. <laughs> right? No, I mean, I mean, honestly, I think also you're hitting something that is actually, and I, I'm, I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but also kind of true. But like, I mean, but I mean, I think, I think that a huge component of that also is that in some ways we are dealing with um, like polar, op- like being at the life stage that we're currently in, we're also dealing with polar opposite generational um, <laughs> approaches to that, right? Because people who are the age of our parents, right? They they may not, like Google is just not the first thing that might no. come into the mind, no. right? No. And then on the other side is like Gen Z who is learning everything on TikTok and there's such an influx of information that it doesn't sometimes I've found, and this is just my experience, obviously I'm making huge sweeping generalizations, by the way, listeners, I think that's pretty, pretty apparent, but they're, they're huge sweeping generalizations, but sometimes they, they really like turn out to be true, which is that sometimes you'll find someone from Gen Z who is so exposed to so much information that it's information overload. So nothing has been fully absorbed. Even it's like knowing a lot about a very little yeah. Or I'm sorry, knowing a little bit a exactly yeah. about a ton of stuff. So like you're all, it's almost like dealing with the, like, I think part of it is part of both of our resourcefulness tendencies come from having like almost both, like having the exposure to both. Right. Because oh, we were little. About it is a generational thing. It really, but like, when you think about it, you're like, you could have Googled that and you, you maybe should go and Google that. <laughs> Because you, like, you learned one thing from a one minute TikTok. Like I, you know what I, like there's that. So it can be, I don't know. I just think, I'm, I don't know if that's true or not true, but it's sort of like the hypothesis of we, we kind of like came really of age at the crux of that, of like having lots of resources, having no resources at the same time and it's always having to figure it point. out. It's yeah. a fantastic point. I was just talking to a friend about this. Everybody still shits on millennials and we're like, you know. Here we are grinding it out. (laughs) Just grinding it out. We're here. We're still here. (laughs) I think about the, and speaking of TikTok, this is like such a popular TikTok thing is that that scene from The Devil Wears Prada where, um, where uh Meryl Streep is like there's so many Which I need skirts I need skirts get me skirt the it's the skirts from Calvin Klein oh spring yeah it's like she needs the skirts and she's like don't please bore somebody else with your questions I think about that because like that is like I think we love that movie because every one of us millennials is Andy being like what fucking skirts (laughs) the skirts what do you need? I don't understand. I have so many questions and you just said, please bore somebody else with your questions. <laughs> Moving on from theory, my favorite millennial line theories. Is a huge digression is about yeah. the cheese. Oh, the best. It's the best line. Made it in, made it into dressing on the side, that, that cube of cheese line, because I loved it so much. Your point about the, uh, about millennials, about saying that, like, that we've taken a lot of taking a lot of shit <laughs> you're taking a lot of shit about oh they're so spoiled oh really did you graduate into a recession i'm just wondering 
Just wondering. I'm sorry. Maybe you'll be able to say yes if you're listening to this in 2023 for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like I but like I'm sorry. Like come on. There's we were up against a lot and and there were a lot of technologies happening all at the same time. And then my favorite thing and this is something that one of the first guests on on this podcast ever shared with me that honestly blew my mind is that generally generationally speaking, we are the generation that made so many of the technologies that have almost overtaken us. So in other words, like here's Zuckerberg that was like, I'm going to make this thing. It's called the Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) And it literally, and it's such a game changer for all of us in so many ways, such a game changer for businesses and commerce in general, like it's outrageous. And you think about that. And, and and this was um, Sarah Kubrick who, who mentioned this, who was like, we have all of these technologies and yet we're living like they're no longer ours it's they're the next generations and yet yeah. we made them and we totally. don't know and they've taken us over yeah it's, it's just a, sort of a creepy thought so I had to give your your advice for those who were original or were listening to our original question about product person brand person right like if you were going to give advice to somebody about it what yes. would you say from what you've learned from what you've learned so far uh, um it's just like a follow follow your gut I mean the most trite advice of all time but it's true yes follow your gut like if it doesn't feel right for you you can change it yes you can change it nothing yes just want to say because I know what you mean it does feel somewhat I know it feels right to say that I know that but I also know that like there is nothing more powerful than hearing your story. Like your personal experience with this is how the product started itself. And really only the best things, only the most successful things start that way. Like when you think about it, <laughs> Zuckerberg, like the point is that he start, it started from a need, like a personal need. It's kind of amazing to think about, right? In your case, you were like, I'm sweating through fucking everything. I'm hot and I'm tired of being hot at night. <laughs> I'm tired of being hot. I'm tired of my pajamas being yeah. like covered in like pills. Yes. Um, I'm tired of them smelling after oh, like yeah. washes. Like why can't I wash this stink out? Can I, can we get into that for a second? Because yes. that's, it, that is huge. And I feel like anyone listening can also relate to this one, which is that uh, whether whether you've experienced this with sleepwear or not, you have definitely at one point or another experienced this with workout clothes. Yes. And I want to know now that you have seen, you've gone behind the curtain. Yeah. What is it like? What is the fabric that that keeps that retains smell no matter how much you wash things? I don't understand. Polyester. It's fucking polyester. Those fucking fake. <laughs> those fake snails. God damn it. I'm sorry, Lizzie. Just got upset. Those vegan, those vegan snails. So we have a lot of garments made out of. Sometimes I'm like, I'm like on a work call, you know, like we're talking about product, and I'm like dressed in like polyester head to toe. Like I'm not. I'm like your leggings, your sports bra, yeah, your like sweet workout shirt, you know, like. Yeah. They're all made out of polyester. Like long story short, like lycra or whatever, like these are all synthetic thermoplastics. 
um, they have a lot of functionality and they have a really beautiful, as we say in the industry, <laughs> I now say in this industry, <laughs> it just still feels a little bit impostery, but they have a beautiful hand feel like that, yes. like lemon luscious feel. Yeah. Um, it's a synthetic thermoplastic and is that it creates a really you can make plastic into anything basically. Right. So you're wearing plastic head to toe. Me too. Um, not you. <laughs> no, I just, no, because I am, not you right haven't, now, but I'm you just haven't seen it. my leggings. You haven't seen my leggings. I am. God damn it. Okay. I gotta go change after this. <laughs> Surrounded by this stuff, right? You're yeah. like, Oh, I never microwave my stuff in plastic, but then you're wearing all this plastic clothing and then you're sweating. You're microwaving your clothing. You're <laughs> microwaving your internal organs just okay. by sweating. Right. <laughs> you sweat your body mm -hmm. has a natural like bacteria right like that like lives on your skin um and the the thermoplastic that you're wearing rayon nylon polyester etc um they can wick the sweat but they don't absorb any of the moisture and so the bacteria just sits on your skin and in contact with the fabric. Oh God. But like, is there anything worse than waking up in some like, you know, you'll you'll see like one of like the best satin, satin is still polyester. Right. Um, you'll wake up and you just smell. You're like, this this thing smells. Or like you go yeah. like you wear like the same thing to a soul cycle class like 10 times yeah. and you're like, this has to go. <laughs> This has to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, can I ask one additional question? The other, this is the other question I have on, on that, which is that the thing that you hear a lot from, from a lot of um, brands or influencers is that the plastics, like the polyester, that it's, that those things are causing you to sweat. Is that true? Or is it that you could be sweating for any number of different reasons. In in your case, your whole story involves, you know, hormonal changes. Yeah. Postpartum. Like I feel like I feel it's on the weave of the fabric. Okay. I don't think the polyester is going to cause because it's like you could have bread. Right. We'll, go, we'll take it back to the, the but like Look, I love a food. So I love different a food things, example. right? Yeah. Like Bread can be a croissant. Bread can be a whole grain loaf. Bread can yeah. be, you know, like store-made pizza dough. Like yes. bread can be so many yeah. different things, just the same way that like um, any other fiber can have so many different presentations. So, True. Um, and especially anything that's like in the synthetic world of fabrics, like you, like I said, you can literally make it into anything. So I think some of it can make you super sweaty and some of it, is actually like quite breathable, but it doesn't act. It's not actually like delivering any like skin beneficial properties, mm. like the microtensile um, Pyrotex Power One that we use on our garments. Like it's antimicrobial. I that's like really huge. That's like, just huge. So crazy. Like this is how crazy I am as the product person. But I will wear the same shirt. I will wear it for like two weeks. Not gross, but. It's gross, but it's not gross because I literally take it and I smell the armpit. Yeah. And it's still not smelly. 
No, that's that's the whole thing. I mean, this is the whole thing. It doesn't have. It never had to be gross. Is it? I think your point, right? Yes. You never. We never had to think of that as gross. Now we only think of it as gross because we're wearing things that aren't equipped to to help us with it. But to also, help us not be gross. Think about it. Like just like the trickle down impacts of it, right? Like yeah. you don't have to do your laundry as much. Yeah, it's huge. Right? You. Um. That's like huge to save, uh, like savings of time yes. and headache. Yeah. I hate doing laundry and I do it all day long because I have a child. Um, it's, and it's a huge thing. It's huge for the environment too. Yeah, like yeah. you don't have to wash your clothes as many times. You can have like a couple durable items in your, in your sleep collection, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, that are there for you for your disposal and like and the the benefits of this fiber they'll never wash out it's they're made from trees eucalyptus birch pine like when those trees get wet they immediately dry and now it's like it's made into a fiber and that tree is now the thing that you're wearing so all of those inherent like superpowers of those trees that are antimicrobial that keep like um, parasites and bacteria and other things like from like growing into the tree, they're in the fiber, which is so cool. It's amazing. It's amazing. It really like it, it also, I feel like this whole conversation for me has been such a good reminder of the fact that there are so many synthetic things out there that are made from real things too. And that, that distinction and, and not even distinction. I mean, it's really sort of like a through line. It's just sort of like the way in which they're used that sometimes can be. But it just depends on the the the, the situation, like the circumstance and the, the setting and what else is going on that really makes the, the whole difference. When you're sleeping, it's like the most regenerative time of your, yes. your, your body, right? Like, yes. like all that research about sleep and how it's like our brain is like a washing machine for all that like clutter that builds up and like our skin cells regenerate. And that's why we buy those like expensive night creams. Yeah. And then we're not like actually wearing anything beneficial to our skin at night. And like, you will experience these pajamas. You're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm wearing like, I'm wearing like the expensive night cream on in the fiber. Like it's already caring for me. It's so cool. Sleep is so critical. I hate saying that. I hate saying it because it makes me feel like a huge hypocrite and big monster and failure. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm trying, but like we're all doing our best here. And it's just not possible. I just think that the bar is set too high. The bar is set too high for too many of us. It's set way too high. It's set way too high on everything. It's set way too high it's set way too high on nutrition like yes just try to do what you can do what you can yes Yes. but something like and the honestly the real reason that I that I knew that this conversation would be so powerful and important for us to have is because I think that's such an important point which is that we don't have unlimited time to make a beautiful Mediterranean fucking branzino that's not the reality of real life so the more important thing is to make the most of the time that you actually have and in the case of sleep in the case of Adamani, i feel like that's something that you really were clear on from the beginning is make the quality front and center for the time that you do have to actually get some good quality sleep and so that you can wake up as much as you can i'm not 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the first to say, yeah. I'm not staging my room and have a med. I don't have a meditation retreat <laughs> routine. I'm not like tucking. What was Ariana Huffington? She was like tucking yes. her phone into Tuck your phone into a bed. Like, I'm not Fuck doing that, that shit. I like, wake up I, yes. sending text messages to my friends at, at like 1130. First time I looked at my phone, here's my yes. replies. I haven't replied back to you in three weeks. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely fully relate fully relate I, my I husband's like passed out of sleep and yes. I'm frantically texting <laughs> listeners we're doing the movement that I think every single one of you is picturing which is literally with the thumbs <laughs> like frantic thumbs like I, I don't know what it's like to wake up without that my phone sometimes is my pillow okay and I'm that's okay <laughs> that's where I'm at I'm tired of people telling me it should be a different way yes yes I am a healthcare practitioner. (laughs) And yes, I do advocate sometimes your phone has to be your fucking pillow when you're in a bind. Okay. (laughs) There are, there are moments. I look at, it's the first thing I look at. It's just, it's just is, this is, this is, this is life at the moment. Right. But for the time that you're sleeping, be comfortable. And you know, like we all do our best. If you can do a meditation, you know, ritual or do what, do your thing, do your thing. If you have it, do it. Yes. I'm so glad that we got to do this. I have to ask you our, our sort of brand new last question of, of the podcast, which is give me your one stupid wellness trend that you just want to go away. What is it? By the way, I I say one, because, you know, I want to make it like, I want you to feel comfortable. If you, you can name two or three, if you feel so inclined. Um, literally all, all of them, all of everything. things that make my skin crawl um keto why is that a thing for epileptic children that like has swept the globe by storm I just I know get it I don't understand um celery juice apparently is still a thing a woman in front of me at Whole Foods the other day was buying 20 heads of celery stock things I am <laughs> only upset to not have seen that and stealthily taken a picture I wanted to take a picture I know I know but you couldn't it's too weird like then you get to that point where you're like okay listen I can be that person I'm happy to be that person in the gas station taking like video of like of a shelf talker I'm happy to be that person when you get another human involved do you feel like am I violating a I literally was like I was thinking of you did you feel me thinking of you because I literally wanted to to I was like this is people are still doing this (laughs) (laughs) this poor woman has she not had internet access since 2019 I feel like that was the last I had heard of it I didn't know it was still a thing oh my god um other things that like just grind my gears are um when people say I just don't eat carbs it's like a macro (laughs) it's a macronutrient people there's nothing that doesn't have a carb it's so true it's a chemical compound it's very true why did it become such a dirty word or I love when someone is having a cocktail and they say I just don't eat I just don't eat carbs um Bitch, even that lime has a little bit of carbs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Even that's if you're just, having that's the just your vodka. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just because it's a little different doesn't mean it doesn't. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many ways. There's so many ways. And then I think I'll just throw in, I, I mean, I could literally go on, but um one of the things that like really like 
it gets me down. It just gets me down. Yeah. Is there is, there's so much like pretentiousness around food. Mm. Yeah. Say more. Um, where people are like, I only like, you know, I only eat organic. Like, okay, well, fuck right off. Thank you. (laughs) Fuck right off. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like just what, what, like, are you going to a restaurant and you're like, I'm not ordering these green beans unless they're organic. I think some people are doing that and I'm scared of them. I don't want, I don't want to know those people. I don't want to be certainly not going to be friends with them, but I'm also scared. Like, what else are they doing? Like, what else do they do? It's right. I will just share an ism with you, Jackie. Yes. I say it all the time. And I, I like really stand by it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. That <laughs> is so true. I have to, I have to, I don't even want to end this, but I have to end it there because it's the best. That is the best <laughs> ending to this, to this podcast. That is the best. That is so true how you do one thing is how you do anything and I could not agree with that more I've personally found that to be true I find that true of literally everyone it's It's, so well said it's soothing to the soul in many 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 ways it's soothing when you meet like people that are just like the best yes and they are the best all the way through and then you know like you meet that like person that like just is really terrible in the parking lot and you're like that's just that's, your life. That's how you function. That's how you get by. <laughs> and we wish you well, but fuck right off. Okay. Tell us where can we learn more? Where can people find the product? Where can we go and order? The yes, software? please. Everybody order. Tell your friends. Tell Love it. Us. Tell us what you think. We are yes. open to all reviews. Good, bad. It's how we improve categories you want to see. Um, the website is adomanisleep.com. And the Instagram is Adamani Sleep, as is the Facebook. I love it. I love it. Katya, thank you. You're the best. Thanks so much for listening to The Business of Wellness. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Remember that advice provided on this podcast is based on my application of research and practice as a registered dietitian and should not replace medical advice provided by your physician. If you like what you're listening to, please follow the show, leave a five-star rating, and share something you love from today's episode by leaving a review. This podcast only grows with your support. So if you enjoyed this episode, share it far and wide. It may be the one thing someone needs to hear to start building that roadmap today to secure a healthier, happier future. That's it for now. So until next time, cheers.